Here you go. Mama, grab a seat. She's not nervous at all. Um, before, you want to get her, are you, are you comfortable? Are you comfortable? Yeah, I'm will give you. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. You better listen. I know that from hard experience. But uh, before I have a little conversation with, with my mom for God stories, I um, just wanted to kind of just talk a little bit about what's happening. I'm sure that you've heard and you've seen what's happening, and I know there's a lot of opinions about what's happening. Um, so I just want to kind of start with, with that, and then I'll have a little conversation with my mom, and then uh, we'll have a little bit of a Q&A. We'll give you guys a chance to ask a question, um, and we're going to try to keep it as short as we can. Um, but real fast, um, Russia ended up invading Ukraine, um, and I've had dozens of texts and phone calls from people all over locally and around America, from pastors and friends um, and leaders and business owners, just trying to see what's going on. Um, we, we have family there and we have friends there. Um, and originally, I'm, um, I was born in Ukraine and we moved to America when I was six. So, uh, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But before we even talk about the whole of what's happening in Ukraine, I just wanted to kind of like just say that before any of it, I am first and foremost um, a child of God. That, that is my identity. Um, everything else is in addition to that, but my ultimate identity, identity is that I am a child of, of God. I am a husband, I am a father um, as well. Um, my wife is from Belarus, so right up north from Ukraine and also on the border of Russia. Um, then I'm a, I am an American citizen, so this is my country, this is my nation, but I was also born in Ukraine as well, and so you can't take any of that away, but you just gotta make sure that we position it properly in, when it comes down to our identity, because it is, it is um, really easy to misplace our identity and become like a nationalist. Oh, I'm American, yes, second. Uh, and if you're not a Christian, you still belong to the kingdom of the evil one. And so we're, we're after you to get you plucked into truth and freedom. Um, and so I just want to quickly just say a little bit what's going on in, in, in Ukraine. And feel free to talk about it afterwards and ask questions. Um, but primarily speaking, um, what's happening is that uh, the, there was the glory days of the former USSR. And... Um, of what it seems like of what Putin has been talking about for a long time and what he's wanting to do at the core of it is he's really wanting to rally all of these countries that have divided themselves from Russia's grip back into the Russian fold of the former USSR. And, and, and USSR, former USSR, and even current Russia is a very communistic country. And so people have detached themselves from that because of freedom. One of the reasons we came to America was because of freedom. And so he's, uh, he's really not wanting just a, a portion of a country or a specific country. He really is looking towards 
rallying everything back. Um, one of the things that he said a while back is that the greatest tragedy in the century, in the 20th or 21st century, was when the former Soviet Union fell apart. Um, and it's interesting because he's, um, he's dismissing the Holocaust, he's dismissing world wars, and basically saying that all of that doesn't really even compare to the fact that Russia has lost its grip and its control. So that, so that is definitely a perspective. And I heard someone say this, and it's um, what's happening is like a, uh, Putin's like an ex-boyfriend wanting his girlfriend back. And she doesn't want it. And so he's, he's doing all these things. So, and there's a, definitely a political side, and, and so I, I'm not asking anyone to agree or disagree, um, but I just do know one thing is that no matter what the reason for war is, people are dying people are hurting and the people who live are usually the people that suffer the most in any battle and in any political feud, people get divided. And right now, uh, Ukraine is a war zone. It's not like a, a part of Ukraine or around the border. Um, all of Ukraine has been bomb bombed just across its whole country. And uh, we've, uh, we were there about four years ago and just like uh, we went to visit and this is where I actually got this shirt from I had one that my, did you, did you make the small ones that we used to travel in? Okay. I did not fit anymore. Not because of my weight, but because I grew. Why did you guys, okay. I grew, yes, some people doubt that. I know who you are. Um, so nonetheless, so we have family and friends there, they're just fleeing, and we're partnering with actually organizations who have feet on the ground who are, as we speak, are um, trying to evacuate women and children out of these zones into a safe, into safe territory. So everyone under 18 is trying to evacuate and we have people that we personally know who are helping in those evacuations. We have people who are actually helping right now to bring food into um, underground um, you know, bunkers um, the bomb shelters and trying to evacuate them because right now sh food is, 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 you know, is in the process, the, the, the food distribution is getting thinned out. And so people are actually hungry and they're actually sleeping on the floor that you're standing on. They're actually sleeping on those floors right now, not knowing whether or not they'll make it out before it's all said and done. And so, so our church, is partnering with a couple of specific organizations that, um, um, that have been working in Ukraine, not just right now, but before this. One of them has been in there for 10 years, just ministering and serving. And so we're partnering with, with those two organizations specifically, and then we'll probably broaden it some more, and we'll probably end up going there at some point as well. Um, because helping during this time is one thing, but the aftermath of it all is gonna be another thing. And we're not just going there for only humanitarian aid, but we're also going there to preach the gospel because that is the ultimate answer to every single person out there. Um, but we cannot do one without doing the other. And so um, we actually have set up a, a fund on our website. If you go to avlcitychurch.com, it's the Ukraine Relief Fund. Um, and there's a link to it. And if you are able to financially give so that we can pass on these funds to help the actual organizations, not just some huge organization that's still doing great things, but the organizations and churches and pastors that we personally know, 
um, that would be greatly appreciated if you're able to do that financially. And 100% of it all is going to go straight to them. And they're going to need like a nice triple effect for that in the weeks and months to come as well. So we have that opportunity to give through our church. Um, and you can also give through a lot of other organizations that you trust and that you rely on. So I'd invite you to do that. Um, so uh, that's kind of the gist of, of, of kind of what's happening there in Ukraine. Um, I would just say one thing before I ask my mom some questions and have her share a little bit. She'll explain what this means as well. Someone asked me. Um, and, and so, but as we, as we just continue to like keep, keep there in our minds, but you know, pray. Prayer is, is a very powerful tool. It's not, it's not our last resort. It's not something that we do when we don't have anything else to do. We should always be praying continually, consistently in good times in questionable times, in bad times. And so people say, well, what's the point of praying? It doesn't really work. It's working. Prayer is always working because God's working. And just because you don't see him working, it doesn't mean that he's not working. And just because you are not working, it doesn't mean that he's not working. And just because you're not working doesn't mean that other people are not working. So when people say we're praying, if all you're doing is praying, then you need to step it up and do something as well. But prayer is never a replacement for doing something. You pray always and you also you know, give financially, you also go and you help physically and practically. Um, and, and a lot of people are doing that. So n- never have anyone beat you down for saying that you're praying, especially if you know that you're doing more than praying. And sometimes all you can do is pray. All you can do is pray. So, um, so it, it, it's working and it's helping because God is working because God is, is in, in command of all the things and he's guiding and helping people. So, um, so I appreciate all the texts and all the concerns that people are asking if how we're doing and our family's doing and how people over there are doing. Um, we really appreciate that. And I know yesterday we gathered in downtown over a thousand people that are rallying behind Ukraine and we're just basically asking people to put pressure on their governments to stand up and do the right thing to prevent World War III um, and, and other things that can come if this doesn't really get handled properly. Um, Ukraine... They're, they have civilians dying as well as their troops are dying. Um, and if you're over 18, they have granted you weapons and you can't leave the country. You have to fight. And so everyone over 18 just, you know, and, and, and no one has to force them or ask them twice. Someone said this phrase, and I think this is kind of where it's at. Um, they said that if um, Putin stops fighting the war will be over. But if Ukraine stops fighting, then there will be no more Ukraine. Um, so it's, it's kind of that, that, that scenario there. So continue to pray. Um, but I asked my mom up in the mom here, and I've actually I'm wanting to, been wanting to do like an interview with her for a while. So we'll end up doing it sometimes this year. But I just wanted to um, have her share a little bit of her uh, experience in in Ukraine, in the communistic place. Yeah, you can stand up. You can be comfortable. You can come to be short with me. See, every time you pick on me, you pick on her. You don't want to do that. So, uh, yeah, so just, just share a little bit of just your, before we moved here and, and your experience under, under the, the Soviet control as well. Good morning, everybody. Uh, so... The first and foremost, I just like to um, ask you to continue to pray for Ukraine. Continue, because I really don't want them to 
come back to the, to the uh, life we will live before we moved in here. So um, it's complete like uh, control under the Soviet Union. We go, we, we go through so much prosecution over there. It was uh, lots of stuff that you don't even want to know about. So um, the huge reason, not just like one reason, but several reasons we moved here to be free, like pray free, you know, freely. And um, also, the another reason is like for my kids to be able to go to the college, do with their life whatever they want to do. Um, because when I grew up, I don't have that kind of opportunity. In school, they lower my grades. And I really, really want to be a teacher, but it's never happened because um, you Christian, the door is closed for you. You, you know, you just, and it's, um, it's like agenda of communists, like, like present the, the uh, Christian people not smart or not wise enough to go and, and study. That's the, like, that's like devil agenda. It's not just, you know, not, that's, he's in control. So, um, another like reason, even like for my kids, when they go to school, I, I remember my, one of my daughters she's, she, and my uh, oldest son, Leo, they, they both went to school in Ukraine. So uh, my daughter, Luda, she's in Florida right now, but she, um, she's, uh, she tried to go to the music school over there and she was really, Good in that. So she was uh, attended for for not for for a long time, but a teacher came, uh, come to my house and she say, "Well, she's really really smart and talented, and and um, she could go far in her life." But the only one reason why she's you know keep you know telling that she's Christian, just believe in her heart. Don't tell anybody. And I say, mm -mm, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work, we're not, we're not changing that. So they, she's ending up leaving because, because you're a Christian, door is closed. You can go to the um, like colleges, university or whatever. It's, it's, it's how to live under the communists, you know, then. Um, What else? I could talk a lot. <laughs> um, share a quick story about your grandfather, about your father, and some of his exchanges, and something that comes to mind. I know this is on the spot, so um, it's a story that because my, my father, my grandfather, fought in uh, in in the war, and and God rescued him while he was fighting the war as well. So just any like story about that would be nice. It's a it's, I have a lot of stories, and um, um, I have a, like lots of miracles that God worked in, in my parents' life. 
uh, because if you under the pressure, it's you only a source is praying and, and trusting and believing God. And my parents, they was like a team. They always pray together. It's like, and God used them so much. And um, and I remember one of the stories uh, how God created a miracle in my parents' life. They was uh, it was they was really poor after they married and. Um, they live like under the ground, like they build um, under the ground place to live. So uh, one of these years, there was um, my my father. He was working. He was hardworking. Uh, you know the guy. He was working so much, and people paying like uh, whatever they could, like with. Uh, um, Weed or some stuff, some stuff like this, you know, like, and, and I remember my mama was told me that they have, um, they have a bag of the, um, uh, we is what you make flour. With yes, wheat. With okay, only, say. only only no burgers and pizza. <laughs> so anyway, um, and my mom, they have a, uh, they have a thing that she could make a flower from. You know, she, it's it's, it's an interesting stuff, but uh, she was keep making bread and baking bread and and uh, right before they knew knew it is you could use. Uh, my mom went to the to to grab some more and make uh, bread, and it's it's gone. And she she came back and asked my father, "What's happened with that? Did you give to anybody or something? It's not it's not there anymore." And he say he was smiling. He say, "Well, you could go to the uh, and and you know have your own because they growing. They have like a farm." So they grow in stuff like like that. He said, you could go and, and that's why God need to create more. Because you could just go and 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 make your own. So a lot of miracles my parents go through. Okay, hold on a second. So she was she's using wheat to make flowers, mm -hmm. to make flour, to make bread. Yes. And there's no more bread. As, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And then your and then so your dad told her to go and and. Uh, Get wheat? Yeah, and, and, and like, we have farm and yeah. we grow in that st stuff. So you could go and, 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 and make it yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then was, so and the miracle was, was what? Miracle because that, that wheat will stay in the same level for through whole winter. Yeah, you know, like. That's yeah, what I was that's waiting a huge for. Huge miracle. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was waiting for. No, that was good, Mom. She she was nervous because she's like, they're not gonna understand me, so you better understand her. Um, and to clarify, <laughs> um, and I know. So then we we ended up uh, just just moving to America, in 1989, and then we ended up going back on multiple missionary trips over there. We we went back with, uh, we we gathered materials. We actually 
packed up containers and sent them across the pond over there. And then we went with our whole family. She took yeah. all, all seven of us, <laughs> flew us to Ukraine, and we spent like a week, uh, a month there distributing um, all these things. And then, like I said a few weeks ago about being there, with the, la the one, 1995 when we went there, we, we, went, we were there for like 30 days and had like 34 events in 30 days, setting up equipment and, and, and presenting the gospel after we've walked around and witnessed to people and, and distributed things. Um, so God is, God is working, uh, and she said, well, you know, really something really interesting when it comes down to prayer, um, all they can do whenever they were under suppression and, and oppression is all they can do was pray. And even though it didn't look, look like God was moving on the outside because it was out of their control, God was providing on the inside with them, working with them, um, and, and showing up in ways where, where, where you couldn't explain it because there was no other way. Either there was a miracle or you die. Yeah. Um, are there, you want to add anything else or say anything on your mind before I ask well, people? Well, the, the only thing um, I'd like to add that when we go back a couple years later after we moved here, so the life of my people over there was really miserable. I remember like see like empty shelves in the store, like you have like, like bread and and few cans like in the shelf, and it was really, really sad story. That's that's why we decided to send over there. You know, like we sent some containers and go back with uh, money and disturb this. Yeah. Take the the food to the people. This, you know. Yeah. So it's not just religious persecution, but it was like a, just a form of starvation in regards to like just supplies. They were just always locking. There's always lines at the stores. And the store and the shelves funny were thing, empty. Sorry, the funny thing that uh, <laughs> when you see the line, uh, like in the store, you, start, you, you go in line and wait until your, your uh, turn. And whatever there you're buying, doesn't, it doesn't matter if, you, if it's small or large or if it's a girl or boy stuff or whatever you're buying because basically... People buy stuff and then you could exchange or sell it, you know, like and, and some way to find out to buy uh, the right thing for you. So it's, uh, it's never happened in America. <laughs> you buy and you can return, but, you know, well, there, there are you can't do it over there. there. There are some preppers that buy a bunch of stuff for nobody in particular. <laughs> um, <laughs> We know who you are. Um, but, but yeah, so they would buy things, whatever was in the store, so they can use it as currency. And you can't, like, try and see if it's a work for you. You know, I just, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So this gives you a little insight of what people are really fighting for in Ukraine. They've been under suppression. They've been under that regime. Um, and, and they're just going to fight because it's better for them to die fighting than to surrender. And so it's a, it's, it's a, it's a big deal of what's happening there. Yes. Um, real quick, I, I'm going to 
I know, Elena's not going to speak today. I told her, I forewarned her. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So uh, here in a few minutes, we'll just get, we'll get the band out and we'll, we'll pray and we'll, and we'll sing again. Um, but before we do that, I want to open up for some Q, you know, Q&A if there's any questions that you guys have. And we'll start with this one and I'll, and I'll go to you with the mic. So if we can turn up the house lights. Um, but so you, you see a lot of um, culturally, Ukraine and Russia are very, very similar. So this is not about trying to have their own culture per se. This is really about freedom. It really is about freedom. But one of the things that they, the Russian and the, the Ukrainian and the Slavic people have is that they have these shirts. And um, this is like one of the more minimalistic ones because of my salary here. But, but we, we, when we went to Ukraine four years ago, um, they actually hand sew these and sell them in bazaars. And uh, when we were younger, we were traveling with, with our, our family, my brothers and sisters, we would travel around and just perform and, and, and present the gospel in churches and in places where people have not heard the gospel. And we had like, a, our uniform was not just, you know, a blue color shirt and blue pants, like the band band, but it was like this. We all had the same embroidered, handmade, clothes designed when we went and so and i was asking her a little earlier if she's if she if she was the one who made all those things but someone asked you know why this like what's the meaning behind this like these designs and these kind of shirts is there anything specific or i don't think it's any anything like specific but with handmade you just you, you just like to make nice but it's it's a part of the culture too you know people want to have like freedom that's why, you know, they don't want to go back under the, the communist and, and, and SSR because people want um, freedom with whatever, with the, like, religious freedom. They want to have uh, their own language because when I go to school, it's like oh, everything was in Russian. So they have their own language and they want to keep that. And it, and, own, they own culture too, you know, it's, it's important for people. Yeah. Are there any questions? All right. What was it like to um, come together as prayer and read the Bible? How did that, how were you able to do that underneath that communist regime to gather? Well, people, a lot of people go underground. And I remember when I grew up, uh, I, there was time because my, my father was a pastor. First he was deacon and then he was pastor for a long time. So um, he, uh, he knows the way to, to talk to the to, uh, uh, officials. Yes, yes. Yeah, but, but uh, anyway, they, they, the, the main thing for them, uh, don't let kids to go to the church and they they say you go but they're not allowing uh the, the children go to the church so children uh they have own service i remember we have the, our own service we have our own like pastor and and, and choir and stuff like this for quite a uh, quite a while because um they you know they, that's that's the main thing if you if they keep they say let us keep your kids still uh, like five, seven, then you could have it, but they're going to be ours, you know. And you, okay, Joe, you got only two. 
the second question is, because of that, did you ever have to be concerned about letting the Bible be exposed as you were living your life? And did you have to hide it? Did you have to find other ways to get scripture? Uh, well, it was, yeah. I, it was a lot, of, a lot of prosecutions. You know, I remember one, one point that, you know, they, they, uh, they was driving to our house, uh, KGB. They just driving, uh, and we live, it was like firm, and little, uh, the, the road was kind of a little bit further from our house, so we could see that it's, it's a special uh, vehicle. So They call them a blackbird? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blackbird. They was coming in my, uh, and we have some uh, literature. I don't, I don't have my personal Bible till I, I came here. So my father... And he, how old were you when you came here? 32. So uh, my father, he have, we have like handwriting, uh, hymnal we will sing, and, and we have Bible, and we have some other literature because of my father, but when we saw them driving in, my mom was put all literature to like huge... Uh, Pan, pot. Yeah, mm -hmm, and put it in a, in a stove, like it's cooking or something, you know. Be, <laughs> We have a huge family, like I, uh, my parents have uh, 10 kids, so we have a huge family, and also like neighbor's kids too. So that justifies the big pot. Yeah, it's a huge, like 40 li little liters. Yeah. yeah. So she put everything in a pot and closed it, and, and they like, just, when they come, they, they, you know, make, they put everything, like, yeah, it, they, they tear go up the whole everywhere, house. turn everything upside down. It was, it was not, not easy. <laughs> so basically, you can see them coming. So as they're coming, they have a, 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 like a thing set up to where they hide all their literature because they would either get confiscated and sometimes even whenever there was found any literature was found, they would arrest. Yes. And, if they and, found like... Uh, even Bible was you're not allowed to have it uh, because even some of them is was made in Moscow. But still, when they find it, they they could arrest you really easy, really easy. And so, in most cases, when those blackbirds would drive up to your house and whoever they take, no one would ever see them again. No. Yes. And so true. yeah, and there's a story that we'll maybe share Lots later on stories. this year. Um, so yeah, so so they would put everything in the pot and they would turn up the ho house upside down looking for anything that would uh, incriminate because um, even though they're communists they, even though they did what they want they still needed some like evidences as well and anything so it's not just the bible it's just literature as well so and we have one and I'll walk to you guys if anybody else just raise your hand up and we'll take a few more questions all right thank you mark how did you react uh, to the bombings? Right now? Yes. It's really breaking my heart. Really. It's, uh, just, I really, it's heartbreaking to see kids and, and people suffering. It just, it's nobody, nobody should go through that kind of stuff. Nobody's. My mom and parents go through the war, so. They told a lot of stories about it, and it's really, really, really scary and sad. 
and run. Doesn't matter the reasons, war is no, never answered. Never. Just uh, how should we pray as believers? I know that we should pray for protection for the believers that are there and, and you know, for food and resources to get to them. But what, what other things could we pray together for them? Well, for peace, like for, you know, like people is people. It, uh, war it doesn't mean the Russian people are bad. You know, a lot of people good. Most people, especially if they Christian, you know, like and even not Christian people, uh, but under the regime, it just uh, some people just have to do what they have to do, even they don't want to do. But uh, I think this, uh, beside the pray like for peace and for uh, uh, comfort for for you know for Ukrainian people, just this, we need to really go against uh, principality and, and destroy the. the you know, because it's the devil standing behind that, you know. It's uh, God is always bring peace, love, and joy, but devil, that's his job, destroy, kill, and steal. So I think that really the Christian people need to uh, get together and, and destroy the work of the devil. Yeah, it's amazing because our word for this year as a church is to fortify. And our scripture is that we don't fight against flesh and blood and in these times it's really easy to you know to just assume and take sides based on flesh and blood because we see the war and you know in the physical uh, there's always a enemy behind what we see and so we have to battle with weapons of spiritual warfare uh, what has changed in the past few years for Ukraine, because 1995 is not that long ago. Uh, it was so much change. When we go back uh, with our mission trip, we have, you could uh, have like open, like outside services, like, uh, like preaching and singing, and people have freedom. They, they also, they could, uh, the Ukrainian people, these hard-working people, so they they able to uh, even make their life better. Some point, you know, they, they could, because when we was, I remember when we was under the Soviet Union, we bought a house, uh, and uh, it's quite like piece of the land because we want to like grow our own food and stuff like this, and have a greenhouse over there, but our neighbor, he was not Christian. And, um, and he just talked to the, uh, to the people who is in charge and just cut like piece of land from us. And my husband went to, to them to talk and they say, well, you bought a house, but the land is not yours. It's belong to, uh, you know, to the government. So, but after that 95, after they, um, after uh, freedom comes, so much thing changed. People w was really happy more and, and lots of people, you know, like so many people uh, came to the, to the Lord even, you know, because of freedom, they could go and preach and, and you know, and, and ask and preach the gospel. 
and that's the, that's the really important. And also they sent so many missionaries like around, especially to Russia and, and stuff like this. You know, it's, it's lots of change, lots. All right. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm not gonna ask anything. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna share what she's for me. She's my mother-in-law. But um, I'm just gonna say that if everybody in Russia or in Ukraine is like this person here, uh, the the world will be so different. I remember. Uh, I was ready. I'm from Mexico, so I was ready to come back there. And I remember this, that mama uh, and daughter say, no, you're not going back. I say, why not? He say, because you're going to marry my, my, my daughter. And who say that? And mama say, me and Dato. Because Tanya said that you're a good guy. Say, okay. I don't even know how I understood that because my English was so bad. It's still bad, but it was like crazy, crazy bad. And I say, I don't even have a car. How I'm going to move, how I'm going to work, how I'm going to feed your daughter. <laughs> and Tato say, you see that old Mitsubishi that's uh, out there? Oh, yeah, I know. Well, that's yours. I say, come on, you barely know me, and you're giving me a car? He says, yes. And my, my wife is like, Tato, that car don't, don't even, it's not working right now. How are you going to start it? And Tato is like, OK, hold on. Start it fluid. Hey, turn it on. It starts. Hey, Dato, the window doesn't work. Okay, don't worry. He, he pulled the panel. He cut the piece of two by four. <laughs> he put it there somehow, I don't know. And closed the window and say, now your window is closed. You're not going to get wet. It's yours. Take it. I say, okay. And Mama, one, like three days later, I come back to, um, they used to have a really nice house in Fairview. We, everybody missed the house. Anyways, um, I come back and I sell a bunch of bags with food. Because um, sadly, it was like living in an all the right legal situation in this country for many years. So um, when the economy crashed out, I was just like, no food, nothing, no money. That's why I was ready to go to Mexico. And mama say, Marco, take all the food. And I say, what do you mean? Yeah, I bought all this for you. Take it home. And you know, one of these days that you just feel like something gets stuck here and you say, no, don't cry, don't cry. You're fine, you're fine. Don't show your feelings. And I'm like, and just a few minutes after I left her house, I just started crying because nobody ever did something like that for me. So they're the kind of person that we want, that we deserve. Um, over 10 years ago, I lost my mom, but I know that I got another one. She's my mom now. Yeah. I love her so much, and I just hope that uh, nobody there in Russia and Ukraine die anymore. We don't deserve this world. I'm sorry for the world, but stupid political ideologies just killing everybody. We don't deserve that. I hope the families don't get medals. I hope they get fathers and moms, sons, daughters, and everybody come back, save their house, because we don't want more medals for families. That's not how things work right now. We are humans, we are rational, we understand everything, and we know that we need hawks, not bombs.
That's what we need, hopefully. Oh, by the way, uh, finally, I got my house. Well, not my house, but the love for my house. <laughs> yeah. 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 Love you so much. Love you, man. Thank you. I'm cool, too. He didn't mention me. <laughs> but um, my mom has one more son. He's the eldest, and we, have, we do arranged marriages, as you heard from Mark. Just joking. <laughs> Mom, thanks. She wasn't so bad. You did good. You did good. <laughs> Man, unless you guys know me, you probably wouldn't know that I'm even Ukrainian because we don't, you know, that's not the most important thing about us. It's Jesus. Jesus is the most important thing about our lives, no matter what language you speak. No matter where you come from, no matter your status, no matter what your past is, all that you ever want is found in Him. All that you ever want is found in Him. All that you're searching for is found in Him. And so when we pray, we don't pray to the universe. We don't pray just to pray. We pray to the one who can make a difference. We can pray to the one whose name is above all names.